It's hard to believe that it was just three years ago that Cody, Mark, and me changed the world by making, if you could believe it, a podcast about movies. Thanks for listening. I guess you'd call the movie we're looking at today a Christmas movie. There are murders in it, but it takes place during Christmas time. But we needed an excuse to talk about it on the podcast, so we're calling this a holiday special. When we started this podcast years ago, we made a vow to search for the greatest movie of our lifetime. After we were acquired by a major media conglomerate, That Might Be Cool Productions, our new CEO, Jason Hammonds, or as we like to call him, Podcast Daddy, insisted that we made a mistake in our 2005 miniseries by leaving out Shane Black's directorial debut. So this holiday season, Jason is acting as the ghost of Christmas past, and he's taken us back to 2005 to watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. not play detective this is not a book this is not a movie this is best pictures the podcast where we pick our favorite movies for every year we've been alive i'm cody lunsford and i'm joined as always by i'm chad and i'm mark okay so, so we are implementing so... a new rule where you have to run this shit by me before you nope. do it because well, that's unacceptable so cody you nailed it um with your opening quote like it yeah. fit in perfectly and Perfect. then we just came with the most hack shit uh-huh. possible i uh, i texted mark that yeah. before i had watched the movie that that was what we we're gonna be <laughs> wonderful <doing. laughs> wonderful i love to pr- i love to plan bits themed around movies before i watch the film and it's not like this movie doesn't have quips in it Sure. This movie is like 90% quips. Yeah, we could have easily found a snappy little back and forth, uh, but we didn't. What is it? Look for one. What is it? Where were their quips? Whoa, what's that? (laughs) Who's that? Huh? Go go back. (laughs) Go back from where you came from until we say who you are. Yeah, we'll introduce you. You're throwing off the listeners. Uh, Who, me? Yeah, there's a fourth voice. Yeah. We're going to introduce them. But first, I'm going to make my quip joke, which is, is it my bathroom counter? Because it's 90% quip. That's both a joke about the fact I have a quip toothbrush and also a joke about how oh. small my uh, bathroom counter is. Well, well I, I feel like they have, have a, see... a mirror mount. It yeah. shouldn't be on the counter. But it could be if I wanted it to be. I, I, uh, this is now I a delay like tactic. We need, to, we need to see the, the counter for the joke to make sense. And I've never seen your bathroom counter. So not until later, baby. Um, so uh, <laughs> this is the best. I, I didn't this, follow that one. It doesn't matter. Sorry, <laughs> what? <laughs> doesn't matter. I said don't talk until we say who you are. You'll confuse people listening. They no, they'll just think I'm Chad. Hi, I'm Chad. <laughs> and uh I I personally hate Warner Brothers production. Hey, don't say that. <laughs> That's not true. I love Warner Brothers. I love WB. I love what they're doing to the uh, to film the film film industry and to destroying movie theaters and art form and um, to Christopher Nolan personally. Yeah. Um, We're gonna talk about that later. I'm sorry. I can't just let that go unchallenged. <laughs> I have things to say. So as both a, uh, both a, an employee of the studio industry and also as a former employee of the theater industry. Um, so uh, with us today is our podcast daddy, Jason Hammonds. Am I Daddy's not in home. charge? Am I not in charge of the show anymore, Chad? This no, is literally Jason what is. I am supposed to do. Jason, I is am in supposed of the show. to keep the train on the tracks like Tom Hanks, the conductor yeah, but, in Polar but Express. I know Jason better than you, so I thought I'd introduce him. Wait, wait, guys! Um, wait, wait, wait! Ready, ready? Uh-huh. I'm I'm the captain now. <laughs> 
Remember that's, that's, that's a movie. That's pretty good. Remember Sully? Yeah. Well, that was that was that wasn't Sully. No, yeah, because you no, because he's on the plane. No, he's the pilot of Captain Philip Sully. Right. Captain Phillips is the one where he's on the boat and he runs into birds. And but he does say you know, five hundred and thirty-seven souls. It is confusing that in Captain Phillips his last name is Sully. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. confusing. Why, why is his first name Phillips? What is he an choice? American Idol contestant? Well, no, it was Philip S. But the the um, oh, marketing right, right, right. design Kerning. team they got yeah. it wrong. Yeah, yeah it's like absolutely. the space in absolutely. Yeah. Some a lot of people drop the decimal because they think it's cleaner. Right, right. So That's anyway, on on our on our on our show this week, we do have Jason Hammonds. Yeah, um, I, I, already, the, I already said that. The captain of that might be cool productions. Hell he yeah. is a host of Comic Book Workshop. He is a podcast royalty. Um, he is recording live from the Oval Office. I wouldn't yeah, buddy. be in there if I was him. It does seem it's like vacant. a COVID hotspot. No um, one's here. <laughs> no one, oh, Rudy <laughs> went home. Okay, Rudy good. went home. <laughs> DJ went home. They're all gone, baby. It's my house till January 20th. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming Trump is Airbnb being the White House at this point because he is, he is truly in my neck of the woods right now. Just get that side yeah, I think that they're bug bombing the White House right now, like just disinfecting it. Yeah, probably. So uh, no joke, I'm I'm writing down the time code for where we're at in case Rudy Giuliani dies of COVID-19 to delete this off of the podcast. No, if he dies, you just double this. We did. Right. That's called manifest destiny, Chad. It's what America was built on. Um, called the secret. <laughs> we're speaking it into existence. Speaking it into existence. Um, so the way the show works is we pick our favorite movie uh, from every year we've been alive. And then sometimes people go on Twitter and yell at us for picking the incorrect movie. You're welcome. And then as our boss um, decrees Daddy. that they must come onto the show. Um, and Sorry, as your what? As your, as my boss? Nope. Daddy. There you go. Would you take boss baby? Boss I will baby. accept boss baby if you Back follow it up with well no if you say daddy afterward. Boss baby, baby boss baby pod daddy. I will call you boss baby bone daddy in honor okay. of uh the Christmas film Nightmare Before Christmas. You know Jack I'll accept Skellington that actually. is called the bone daddy. Yeah. A real piece of Disney merch that I did see at a Disney store recently. I'm Very sorry. Nice. I love the bone daddy. There is a character named the bone daddy in that movie. I've, ne Jack I've never Skelling seen that movie. It's it's not bad. Watch it. Jack Skellington okay is referred to as the bone daddy <laughs> at times on merch at least Hell yeah bud tis the season man tis Hell the yeah. season to be boner um so yeah that's that's how the show works and so we're going to talk about kiss kiss bang bang which is a christmas film and also uh, a fun romp from 2005 and um jason claimed that it was his favorite movie of 2005 we'll really dive into that and see what he yeah. thinks but before that yeah. Let's let's talk about the megaplexes that are no longer going to exist and talk about what we didn't see at them because we watch things at home. So, Mark, what did Mank. you watch? I'm sorry, can you call me Mank through the whole episode? We're not going to do that, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> uh, Pod Daddy, can I get a ruling? Um, that's I was yeah. trying to think of like a fun Mank <laughs> yeah. pun for like a word that I could do, and I got nothing. Like yeah. most of my Mank puns are, are like positive. <sighs> Yeah, we've kind of exhausted um, wow. them at this yeah. point. Oh, actually, no, here, wait, I have a ruling, I have a ruling. Um, yep. No mank you. Uh, That's well, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. No Manks manks. for nothing. Okay, talk, <laughs> let's, uh, we need to so talk about So I watched Mank, mank 
uh-huh. it's a movie on Netflix by David Fincher. It's a movie. Get it's this. a film, I, I would say. It's a movie mm. about a movie, a film about a film, if you will. It, uh, is that? I would argue this is not a film. It, but it's, it's a TV it's, show because it's, no, it's, 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 it's on my TV. about it's, a film. Though. It's 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 direct. It's a it's actually a web film. Yeah, yes. It's a web series. Here's the it, thing about it: like David Fincher loves digital, and despite all of the shit, he put he put cigarette burn real marks uh, on a digital into film. this yes, digital film. It was shot on digital. It uh-huh. was he shot this on digital. As, he of course he did. Digital. He was one of the this. biggest proponents yeah. of digital early on. If he shot well, it on I, film, I, but I didn't know he shot Mank on digital. Well, what else was he going to shoot it on? It was film for because it, it was black and white. It's supposed to look like a classic. They I haven't seen make, it. They don't it's make for black Netflix. And white film he anymore. shot it on a GoPro. I'm they sure we once... ran out of black and white film. I'm I'm sure we would once again be surprised at all of the digital effects that Fincher was doing here. Uh, yeah, like I'm yeah. I'm positive if we see the behind the scenes on this movie, there's going to be all sorts of crazy backdrops and like right. de aging and oh, whatever. Yeah. And I'm sure that it's masked way easier in black and white. Like it's really nice when you don't have to deal with a color gamut. But like, uh, Queen's gamut. It bugs me so bad when <laughs> these filmmakers will do this dot like there's a real change after every you know 90 minutes or, yeah. or every uh uh what is it 40 minutes i forget how long reels are it's 40 um, 40 yeah never uh, seen a movie before 1993 canonically so man <laughs> i well because I, I when i was in high school i worked as a projectionist in a, in a film theater brag uh and <laughs> and uh, I used to know what a reel was because uh, we had the movie that challenged our platters the most was Transformers, I believe, Revenge of the Fallen. That would be uh, the third film, in the franchise. The third in the franchise. And that thing went all the way to the edge of our platter. Like we, because because you would assemble all the reels. Like it used to be that you had to change the reels at every reel change, yeah. but then you'd just splice them together and they'd spin on a platter. And it, we had multiple times where it got a little wobbly because like some of the film would stick. And yeah. so then the platter would start shaking and the film would get all squampus and we'd have to like try and bump it back onto the Perfect. platter while it was spinning so that it wouldn't unreal the entire five miles of film. But yeah. for something like Transformers 3, it's worth it to see it on film. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's yeah. how it's meant to be it's, seen. You really need to see the grain in so, Megatron's forehead or whatever. I did Google how long are reels and the answer that did come up is 30 second videos on Instagram. <laughs> Oh my gosh! There's gonna be a whole generation that grows Correct. up. That that's what reels is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, David Fincher, um, fuck your real change, your fake ass real changes. Uh, <laughs> I actually enjoyed the movie, but I think that's some dumb. Fucking I mean, shit. it's yeah, yeah. I like the movie. I mean, it's an allusion to Fight Club, right? God, uh, the cigarette burns. Talk- <laughs> okay, Mark, talk about the movie. Yeah, go for no it. bits. Talk so, about the movie, Mark. <laughs> no, you're- so it's about Herman Mankiewicz who wrote Citizen Kane. And there's all kinds of debate on Twitter from fucking Pauline Kael about Ooh, whether or not... famously is on Twitter right now. <laughs> yes, I, don't, I don't think that she is. No, no at she's Pauline not. Kael. Yeah, just look her up. She's not. Um, she's there's, been dead. there's dispute I about the aware. authorship of Citizen Kane. Yes. Uh, this happens to take, I think, her point of view, which yes. is that uh, Mank wrote it kind of by himself and then you know obviously Orson Welles shot it but it's mostly about him and the politics of California at the time and Mm -hmm. 
the, the and politics of the studio, the studio system of the time. Yeah, and the way that the studio system was trying to influence the politics. Of Actual the politics, yes. Um, and you know the influence that artists should have on film or on politics and on social issues. Yeah, it's good. I don't know. I, I like, like it a lot. I, I I found myself not as interested in the like writing of Citizen Kane because it just is like he wakes up and is like, hey, write this down real quick, Lily James. And I found myself way more interested in the political stuff. Um, I, I don't know. That that was yeah, way I mean, up. I think way the more movie is pretty uninterested in like what actually happens in Citizen Kane as well. Uh, sort of, but I think like th- they do give a lot of time to him writing well, the thing. I almost wish they would have edged out of it a little bit, but also I didn't make the movie. The, 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 the thing that struck me is that it doesn't seem to be, it, it seems to be more interested in both the politics of the time and yeah. uh, the thematics of Citizen Kane than it is in the actual writing of Citizen Kane because every time right. that it shows him writing Citizen Kane, it's interrupted by his drinking problem or someone mm-hmm. coming by. Like we never really yeah. actually, there's no like him coming up with Citizen Kane or like talking about stuff. It's just the whole movie, him experiencing the world. And then finally at the end, it crescendos with him like giving his giant, diatribe or whatever Mm. uh yeah i think the only time we actually see him writing it is when he's like literally the opening scene Mm -hmm. he like talks about the shot of which like that's what you want you don't want him behind a typewriter like I don't know Trumbo. if you saw Trumbo. Yeah, exactly. But it's just a man at a typewriter for like most no, of the I, movie. No, I don't want that. What I'm saying is even the amount that we got may have been a bit too much for me because oh, I kind of just want a studio system movie about the 1930s. Trumbo the- is not a movie that's just a man at his typewriter. There is also a bathtub in that movie. There is also <laughs> yeah, a bathtub. Is, you do forget do the bathtub. not forget about the bathtub. And a lot of overlap the between the two. And there's also yeah. Louis C.K. Um, there, there is Louis C.K., which, which is maybe the part of that movie that ages the least. <laughs> least bad <laughs> somehow it got nominated for an oscar we forget just, it. just uh cranston though right yeah like just performance cranston. thing yeah which yeah. yeah fine give it to sure. him or give him the nom don't give him the don't give him the oscar do uh, not give him that statue um yeah i like mank mank is good i i've seen a lot of people having a hard time connecting with it emotionally mm. and stuff like that it's like fair enough but it really works for me and it works for me as like just it, it, the ideas someone has high ideas about art and they are just watching the politics of everything kind of well, controlled yeah and like he for the most part tries to stay above it and he's friends with the you know the bad people the right you know one of the m's from mgm he's friends with um yeah, what did I say? One of the M's. Uh-huh. Um, I, was, I was that wasn't me questioning you. That was okay. me questioning my own memory. Yes, I wasn't, I wasn't being like mayor. You fucking idiot. <laughs> I was. <laughs> um, but I th- I think that he starts to feel guilty about his not doing anything, yeah, and realizing that he's doing more harm than than good by mm. staying out of it. Yeah, I think it's good. Um, Bill Nye's in it. That's fun. Yeah. I was wondering if that was Bill Nye. I was I literally I turned to my girlfriend and I was like, that guy looks like Bill Nye. It was Bill Nye. Did he do enough, science things? No, but he like explains socialism to people. It scratches yeah. the same edge, I guess. Yeah. Of him I explaining love, things to I you. love him explaining things to me. Him and yeah. John Oliver, they can explain things to me all day. Weird I, thing is they don't give him like an actual shot. Like it's no, you don't see his the face. whole thing is behind his shoulder. Yeah. It, it's a weird like cameo uncredited role for Bill Nye. 
Did you guys know that the the so the haunting of Bly Manor? There's like the the wedding, and the freaking husband at the wedding, the groom, is the dude from the room. It's Greg Sestero. Yeah, and well. you never see his face because it or like you barely do. Like he's never featured in a shot. They're like they bring mm-hmm. him on and then they shoot around. It's just a weird choice. I don't, I don't, yeah. know, why, I don't know why people do that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, um, so is Mank going to be a movie we talk about in like five years or whenever we Mank is going to win Best Picture easily, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, not, and I'm not saying that because I think it's an incredible movie. I think that this is exactly the movie that wins Best Picture. Oh, 100%. It's black and white and pretentious. It, yeah. it, it calls upon a, a bygone era of film. Uh, yeah. It stars Gary Oldman. Uh, yeah. Mark Rylance is somehow involved. Uh, it's also... obviously David Fincher making his return. And it's, it's, well, it's yeah, on and Netflix there's also during a pandemic and there's no movies. movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, that's kind of the biggest thing for it because like I couldn't even tell you what... An, I mean, Defy Bloods is another contender... Um, what is the big one that we were all like, oh, that's probably uh Twilight of Chicago Seven was your pick for a long time. I mean it was for a long time. And then Nomad Land are kind of the ones that people are talking right. about. But yeah, it's just well, it's hard it's to deny Fantasy year. Island. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. you you cannot that's you have to go true. to the island. Yeah. I'm Sonic um, the Hedgehog came out this year. Stop. Um but yes, we will talk about it. I think the performances are really good. The best supporting actress is probably going to Amanda Seyfried this year based on yeah. Buzz. I actually think Lily James is really good in the movie. Um, just, yeah, I had not really seen her. I mean, I've seen two clips of Emily in Paris and Emily in Paris and Perry. Emily in Paris. Forgot that's the official title. Um, no, it's no, no, not Amelie. Emily in Paris. Perry. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, I yeah, I think it's really good. It's it's one of those classic things too, where it's like. David Fincher made a good movie and he's going to win best picture and best director for the movie. That is not his best. That is simply yeah. just how it works. It's the, um, it's the Leo thing where like, if you torture yeah. yourself enough, you're a good actor somehow. I mean, it's the Scorsese thing, even though the departed rules, the departed is not Scorsese's best movie. You know, yeah, I mean, it's it, real it fucking good though. It's really fucking good. It's, I, like it's, I mean, but Mank is also really fucking good. Yeah. Uh, I, am I mean, he hasn't had the 30 years of not winning that Scorsese had, uh, but he did have the snub of the social network, which is close. The snub mm-hmm. of the social network really stung, I would say. And we'll talk about that a bit soon, actually. Um, Fight Club didn't get a nomination, which makes sense, but also it's, feels it's weird. It, it is fine, but it feels I mean, weird for how deal. seismic that movie was. Um, yeah, but it was, wasn't an Oscar assume, movie. Like, no, but... Brad Pitt or somebody would get a, a, a something, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, also, Gone Girl is fantastic, and Ben Affleck should have won Best Actor for that film because that's an insane performance. Um, so Chad, yeah, what you? I'm trying to remember. What did what I did watch on this this happiest season of the year? I oh, watched. Sure. The film wow, we're really going to spend a lot of time in the Megaplex today. Yeah. So I watched Happiest Season. It's uh, the the lesbian rom-com taking place over the holidays where one girl is the worst girlfriend that's ever existed and the other one is the yes. best girlfriend that's ever existed and yes. probably most understanding. Um, and that's the plot of the movie. And Aubrey Plaza is there and she's fun. And yeah. I don't know, it's very cute and fun and I had a good time and it warmed my heart to watch it. Uh, the ending, it, it's kind of a little too easy for everybody, probably at the end. Um, except for 
large amounts of the audience who were furious with the film. Yeah, yeah. so I know Cody didn't like it as much I don't, as I think me. it's fine. I think it's, yeah. I mean, look, it, it gives us a stereotypical rom-com where if you sit and think about it for 10 minutes, it's actually a pretty like toxic and fucked up relationship. Yep. And it's it's in the packaging of a nice rom-com. Yeah, yeah. It, it does that, but I just, I was furious basically the whole time. Yeah. But I like parts of it. It's charming. I'm, I'm not mad at seeing those people on screen, but it's... Dan Levy's fun in it. He's I fun. Mean, he's kind of doing the same thing he did in Schitt's Creek. But, right. Yeah. But when you have a girlfriend character who, for real, just makes some decisions that are, like, vastly strange. And yeah. So I, I went that. in... I mean, knowing... but isn't that every boyfriend in every rom-com? Sort of, but I mean, I haven't I mean, seen yes. the movie, so I don't I mean, know the yes, extent and, of her and, and that's kind of the problem. But there, but there's things like, oh, I mean, just you go off them. with my sister who you've never met before to go shopping by yourself while I'll stay here, like weird things like that. Where like I was watching it with my wife, mm-hmm. and she started like, like being like, my oh wife. my god, oh my hey, god. I'm, I'm sorry, Jason. We say my wife like uh, Harrison Ford, Harrison Ford yeah. in oh, the Fugitive, the fugitive. Yeah. not we like don't, Borat. We don't say it like Borat. Yeah, we, yeah sorry. I just wanted to you guys stop that in its tracks. Yeah. Hey, uh, did you kill your wife? I did not kill my wife. I don't. I know. don't care. Wow. So anyway, she she was like, I relate to that feeling of like being going to someone with a family function and them being left alone with the family as they do something else and it sucks. And mm-hmm. yeah, that is suck. the literally the worst thing ever. It yeah, it's pretty bad. I don't know. I didn't Gosh. care for it. It was fine. Whatever. Um, but yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, for interest of time, since we spend a lot of time on Mank, we can move on to Cody. What did you watch? I watched this movie before I watched Mank this weekend uh, in a clear, like, prioritization of films that I needed to watch this weekend. And I did watch the Disney Plus film Godmothered, um, which does which start... looks cute. <laughs> I don't know. It's fine. It's it's Jillian Bell. She wants to be a fairy godmother, but people mm-hmm. don't believe in fairy godmothers really anymore. And so she's got to respond to a little girl's letter, but the little girl has grown up to be Isla Fisher, and she... You hate it when that happens. You do hate <laughs> it when that happens. And she's working at a news station, and uh, she's and Jillian Bell's there to can bring I just, magic. Can to I her just life. guess? She doesn't believe in Christmas anymore. It kind well, of. It's not. It's set at Christmas, but really does not have much to do with Christmas. It's I'm strange. guessing huh. she's really involved in her career, but not so much in Dude. her personal life. She doesn't uh, want kids. No, but, she has she has two kids. The husband dies. She, she doesn't. Does want, she I don't want have to them. tell you everything. <laughs> she she does put a lot into work. It's at a news station, mm-hmm. and they're trying to f- go. I don't know. You know, she ratings. spends all her know. time telling the bad news. But by the end of the movie, maybe it's time for some good news. Hey, the good news of Christ our Savior. Um, the, the good news of John Krasinski. <laughs> um, it's it's fine. It just like it really is trying to be. I mean, people said Enchanted because it has the fairy tale element, but it really is just trying to be elf, and mm-hmm. it just is not. I mean, well, Enchanted is also trying to be elf. No, no, Enchanted. You're talking about There's Ella a... Enchanted? No, I'm talking no. about Enchanted with oh. Amy Adams, where a yeah, very bubbly character is a fish out of water in our world, and it's the. Oh wow, elf. elf is the first one who ever did that. Um... 
No, Enchanted is a good film and is actually Is Elf about... not a good film? We talked about it on this podcast two years ago. To I'm, this not saying, day, I'm not saying Elf, Elf is, is bad, film. but just saying that it's... Enchanted is not ripping off Elf. It's doing, like, fairy tale stuff. Like, it's... No. But this one is doing the beat-by-beat, beat, like, Elf moments there there is not like a animated world she came i don't know how to explain it it's not elf i mean it is elf it's not enchanted is not elf though enchanted is its own thing enchanted Uh, is more of a smurfs 2 thing right no smurfs 2 is an enchanted thing smurfs 2 came out after thor 1 ripped off enchanted enchanted yes wait so how does the sequel play into this (laughs) this is infuriating (laughs) Godmother, it's fine. Disney Plus will have a good movie at some point. I will say that every time I bring up a Disney Plus movie. It wasn't um, Magic Camp. It wasn't Magic uh, Camp is the best one. That's insane. Magic Camp is good. Kind of. I mean, it's fine. What's the thing about streaming services where like it takes four years before they make a good movie? I don't know. I mean, because Hamilton is the best, but that that doesn't count. Like that's Hamilton. They didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, like it's they got the rights for it. It's not the same. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess if Black Widow goes to streaming, like is going to be announced by the time this episode comes out, we'll say that's the best one probably. But we'll see. Uh, um, Jason, quickly, do you have anything you've seen recently that was made recently? Yeah. Uh, my only thing I think would have been Mank. Mank. So we talked about it. We covered it. And cool. that was about oh, yeah. two times go. the amount of time we talked about any other movie. So... I think yeah, that, that balances I feel out. good about it. That yeah. balances out. Cool. Um, Jason, you wanted to talk about the death of theaters as I talked about Black Widow. Yeah, bud. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think that, that Warner Brothers putting all their movies on HBO Max for a month uh, is the death of theaters. Look, no one's going to... They the have guns, Jason. <laughs> they have guns and they're going to every theater and they are saying... They're not shooting people because that would be horrible, but they are yeah. shooting the projection screens and shooting the projector. That's that's what they're called yeah they are doing that and they're saying fuck you christopher nolan as they do it and i i just think you're not addressing that they've done they've done all of that and i'm not addressing it but no i like i i don't think that day and date releases are gonna hurt here's the thing this is what people said about comics they said that if you had digital releases day and date uh then it would kill the single issue industry and what has happened that uh-huh. industry that part of the industry has only grown the print comic industry has grown since they did that like not only has the digital industry grown, but the print has too. Uh, I, I think that, and also like if you look at box office numbers, for instance, films yep. make 80% of their box office in the first two weeks. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and so I think what's going to happen is as soon as the pandemic is over, they, you know, they don't go back to the way it was, but I bet they go, okay, look, we'll do, you know, two weeks after release, one week after release. I, uh, okay. We put so I, I do have one follow-up uh question jason is um do do you mind telling um cody and mark because they might not know what Mm -hmm. your stance on uh quibi was uh when quibi was announced look how confident no i was i was on the same side as jason it is an interesting concept it's not bad quibi is a good idea it is and it had terrible execution yes and i think every single streaming service will have quibi like content within the next two years the turnstile maybe not but i mean netflix no. already is like dumping a billion shorts on there that you never hear about yeah no one it's gives a fuck about the turning style but they absolutely the, will be the show in short, uh, short form content i think yes. you should leave is essentially a quibi show it's pretty pretty short episodes yeah yeah, yeah. i mean again, like, my 
my number one take on Quibi is that they should have they should have gone after kids instead of adults. If they had done like Adventure yeah. Time SpongeBob like content that was yes. you know five minute increments at a time, really episodic little adventures, they wouldn't have had a problem. I also it, think that the the pandemic and quarantine hurt Quibi because like definitely. Quibi is like made to be like watch sitting in the office waiting on your doctor. Yeah. Yes, but at the same time. time, the content they ordered on Quibi was part of Quibi's problem. Is they had some really good things on there, but a lot of it was just like, let's take a movie and chop it into ten slices, and that's yeah. ultimate. They didn't make things for Quibi, which people would have eventually done if it had lasted. I'm um, sad we're not going to see the Snapchat biopic now. Yep. Um, the the yeah, I, I I agree about that that kids take, which is kind of my take about disney plus a service that i mostly enjoy the fact that we don't have a original animated disney plus show right now is fundamentally against Unbelievable. what the company well, they, was they just built dropped to be the uh the, the mickey, mickey mouse, mouse sh- they're thing, shorts right? though i mean they oh, okay. they have released shorts point proven yeah mm-hmm. um yeah i mean well disney plus is actually really the the inside pixar documentary it's all Ask 10 Forky to 12 episodes a question all 10 to 12 minute episodes like they i mean disney plus is doing it but yeah they haven't had like a yeah. full length animated series i i i guarantee right. you and the, and and i understand that because i'm now employed by netflix animation this sounds like insider information i promise this is not privileged information i don't know anything but i guarantee you within the two next two years netflix will have a big name creator from the animated world doing a five ten minute cartoon like yeah without yeah. a doubt that makes sense so back to theaters, I think you're right. I mean, that's the Soderbergh concept, right? Where he yeah. said, if a movie is failing, I should be able to press a button and it go to streaming. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. I yeah. think the weird thing that Warner Brothers has decided to do, which is a company that has never done anything wrong. And um, it's a perfect company. Yeah, perfect company. Um, uh, and I, I think that they also have like the most wholesome of like ownership corporations in terms of AT and T. Yeah, not AT&T only the best cell wrong. service, but also uh-huh. the best uh, you know movie studio. Right, yeah, I got I got five so, G reception right now, so I don't know. So I spent I, four years of my life working for them, and then also I, for Warner Brothers. Right, so yeah. I think that it is the literal day and day, and it being essentially free on HBO Max. That I think is my hang up because I think like if what you said, you know, they make their most money in the first week Mm -hmm. or second week, just give us that tiny bit of a window. I think that that is what they're going to do next year. This isn't permanent permanent and this is not going to establish the precedent. There is no way that Warner Brothers wants to ongoing not make additional money on their film. Yeah, it'd be ridiculous of them because so they make a hundred, two hundred million dollars every time a Jurassic Park movie comes out. Yeah. There's no reason for them Mark, to they say make more money than that. <laughs> on no, that like, like the day a Jurassic Park movie comes out, they make. I mean, million. they make like six hundred million on the day yeah. is what he's saying. Like the uh, opening yeah. day. Oh, 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 on but the like, okay, if fine. if they cut into that, it would be stupid of them. It would be taking money out of their own pocket. It would be yeah. really stupid because Even they would have to have bought the rights to Jurassic Park from Universal. Here, uh, tell, tell, me, tell me something. <laughs> Tell me something though here, Cody. Uh, uh-huh. uh, how much money have you spent going to the theater this year? Um, twelve times twenty is um, two hundred and forty dollars. And would you say you're on the upper end? Yeah, because I. Well, but AMC. No, that doesn't even count because AMC A list is is freaking suspended. 
Well, oh no, he's still paying for it. I'm still paying for it because he lives our in theaters a, are open. He lives in a state where it. you can go to the theaters. Yeah, yeah. So mine look are not in most in most markets, theaters aren't making money right now anyway. Like no, it's not I, it's not a it's and, not a problem that they are they're adding to. It's and the other thing is that for. if all of their 2020 movies come out in 2022. Then every movie on their slate has to be pushed back two years. Look, I yes, and I understand. And th- I understand all the argument. Also, I understand the argument. It is just the literal day and date, and the fact that we all can watch it on HBO Max for essentially free. That is the yes. one thing that makes me a little. Put it on HBO Max two weeks later. Like th- that's all that I think give theaters like Here's a little the thing. bit of a chance. They and and so the 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 HBO Max and the free of it all that is yeah. Warner Brothers going look we are having to cut our losses on these movies anyway right. yeah. we had to right. cut our losses on Tenet which sucks right we spent a hell of a lot of money on that movie Absolutely. and we are not oh, I thought you were saying back. Tenet sucks which is no, I don't not even that hot of a take I don't know anything about Tenet uh uh but the I, I mean I want to see the movie I just have never I haven't watched it I'm yeah. waiting. Uh, It'll come to HBO Max in a couple months. They're saying, look, we have 2021. We have all these movies that we need to get out there. The Mm -hmm. theaters aren't going to be able to open in most of the populated areas where we do make our money. Right. Uh, So why don't we have our cake and eat it too? We release the movie in the areas that are keeping theaters open, but also we don't look a gift horse in the mouth and go, hey, how can we get more people on our new streaming service that needs more people on it? Oh, we release all the biggest movies on it for free. Which they did temporarily famously botched the launch to some degree because yes. of and, brand confusion and all of that. Yeah. Stuff. And this is them dumb. fixing that. Uh, like um, I am someone who paid attention to every piece yeah. of streaming news ever. And I was texting Chad for like two full weeks before being like, I don't know if you get it for free, but yeah, try this, this and maybe you do. And then maybe yeah. we can use it through that. It's the yeah. at and decision of all time. Having yeah. worked for them on the at and side before the merger right. for four years beforehand, that is the at and thing to do ever is to right. do a promo, but then have 10 different ways of having the promo happen. And right. no one knows which way applies to yeah. what. Yeah, That's what they do. I, I recently I think- went into an at and store to upgrade grade my iPhones and I had to tell the guy what the deal was because he <laughs> didn't yeah. know. I was like, no, it's 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 this much off. It's it's more than you're saying it is. Um, well, I, I, I think the thing that makes me do makes me feel better though is the fact that HBO Max is not an international market. So they still are gonna make the international money. Yeah. And well so, and like, internationally they have movie theaters that are open because they have competent governments. Yeah, I mean yeah. that is the one big thing. I also like I just I don't know. I I do worry like, oh, did Wonder Woman two not make any money so they don't green light a Wonder Woman three? I don't think no, that's gonna because happen. Because it'll gain subscribers, yeah. and that's the thing is yeah. is Honestly, the money that these that these movies are going to make in HBO Max subscribers is going to be way more than they could have made on on theaters. And but it's temporary, right? Like they're they aren't going to be able to just keep doing this and keep gaining subscribers. This is a thing that they can only do for a temporary amount of time and have it still be uh, uh, viable. Right. And again, it's like if they're not going to be able to release it in the biggest markets anyway, why not do it? It's only going to be on there for a month and it's only uh, for 2021 or until theaters are able to reopen. And I think that then ongoing, what it's going to do is establish a precedent that like, first off, people are going to realize that people want to go to a theater. And secondly, here's the thing. If movie theaters are worried, they need to look at their business model. Their business model has been flawed for decades now because the entire concept of movie theaters is you sell tickets for dirt cheap 
You get mm-hmm. people in and then you make your money on the tiny, tiny, tiny margin concessions. Yep. You have hot dogs, you have popcorn, you have soda. Those are three of the cheapest possible things to, to mm-hmm. produce. And that's why, you know, even when they charge $2, they make an enormous profit. And that's why they right. charge, you know, like the, the fact that they charge so much for concessions is one thing at mm-hmm. theaters like that, that already is a little flawed, but charging $20 for tickets or $15 for tickets, depending on where you are is way too high. Like if people right. don't want, everyone likes going to the theater, everyone loves being in a movie theater. And so if people are choosing to sit at home and watch a movie versus going to the theater, you don't complain about the movies being available at home you figure out why people aren't going to the theater which is an experience that generally speaking they all love right Right. yeah it's it has been fascinating to see the few people celebrating the quote-unquote death of theaters on twitter it has been really disheartening there's a a group of people that hate the loud people in theaters and like the sticky floors and stuff but like i don't know go to a better theater yeah, yeah, I don't, also, know, like, I don't know what to fine. tell you. It's Stay also home. like, that's a movie theater. Like, shut yeah. up. <laughs> well, and I'll know. tell you, I'll tell you think... what this is going to do. This is going to push theaters into doing the subscription model. I, think, gonna, yes. I think so. Yeah. Which will make AMC A-list so much more worth it because people yeah. will want to go to right. theaters for cheap. Like, And they're going to be starved for it the same way they'll be starved for restaurants. Which which is something that I truly have been banging the like bell on since MoviePass. I was like, MoviePass didn't work, but the way theaters continue is a subscription model. It's that the is what Napster of the theater industry right it's also gonna be netflix is gonna buy it maybe not netflix someone the the studios are gonna buy the theaters and the, that's that's what it's gonna become and here's so amazon will buy amc netflix will have their own theater chain yes gonna, yeah so, disney plus will or disney will get and then know. at some point they'll come in and break up the monopolies yeah uh, no they won't <laughs> It, eventually I think did you watch thing... Mank where they're talking about all the monopolies that are bad yeah yeah it's not 40 I, years sorry 80 well years in ago. 2040 they do it every 100 years is when they uh oh, break yeah, it up I forgot. yeah 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 we've got to reintroduce mickey mouse in 2023 and then we'll uh so what chad so guys i've been trying to uh-huh. say this um, uh-huh. i think there's one thing we can all agree on and that is that if uh, we're going to have to kiss, kiss the theaters goodbye, then they're going to go out uh, with a bang, bang. Hey, Chad. <laughs> go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's that's not an, like, stop. No, that's <laughs> fun. I actually like that. <laughs> My Zoom account just got suspended for bad jokes. Bad. Wow. I yeah, I just got a message that. saying that we can't use any more time. Not that, like, we ran out of time, but that <laughs> yeah, they won't let us use any more. No longer <laughs> they were just like, yeah. They were just like, it simply is not, uh, you can't do it anymore. Um, So, Jason, you picked Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and you were mad that we did not pick that for 2005. Yeah. Jason, would you mind if we just kind of ran through our picks from 2005? Please run through your picks for 2005. Uh, Batman Begins. Decent. Brokeback Mountain. Well. Uh... (laughs) What was Chad's pick? Squid and the Whale, I think. Yeah, rich people. Yeah, that wasn't the Nacho Libre year. Two thousand. I don't care about Aquatic Life. (laughs) Um, I don't know if that's fine. That's Steve Zissou. So those were our those were our three movies. Uh Um, Crash won Best Picture, which is we all know how good that movie is. I'll give it to you. This is better than Crash. But would you? you What was our bonus, Mark? Um. I couldn't tell you off the top Jesus of my head. Jesus Christ. Okay, I'll look. 
Um, while you're looking, Cody, can you please change your Zoom background? It's like I'm not going to change it. Too much. HBO Max only creates quality content like super intelligence. Yeah. Um, Sahara was to the, the maximum. And to, to the, the max, max the have free, you read those comics Jason? free issue yes i have i read How all three they? issues of to the max they are fucking terrible <laughs> kind of imagined <laughs> they are three comics that don't have a premise trying to promote hbo max for <laughs> some reason to comic book readers uh now can you introduce me 12... to these characters I think, I think that just further confuses oh, man, the, the branding we were talking about yeah like... i truly it does honestly the branding of the characters in this story is confused it's just purple is the branding <laughs> it's well no i mean like when you're reading the comic keeping yeah, yeah, track of yeah. whose names are what and <laughs> right. like how it ties into promoting hbo max and what the like the the powers are yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's well that girl insane. looks like she's stretching yeah, yeah, she's got Mr. Fantastic powers. We've got somebody with Iron Man powers and someone and who then can like fly. a Superman kind of yeah guy. Yeah, I'm trying to. So one of their names is Hector. Uh, that's not a superhero name. That's a real name. That's just a boy name. <laughs> okay. that's just like, you're you're a boy, uh, but he's one of the guys. There's also um, Brian. So Hector is the the first uh, cover. Now, with, do like, they the have superhero names? Uh, I think. Uh, I, I on it. This is how little this plot makes sense. Uh, I think collectively they are Max, or there's a robot, one of the two. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is their power uh, just like good streaming content at your fingertips, or like what do they do, buddy? It is so hard to to tell. <laughs> it reminds me of like sometimes on Marvel Unlimited, something will pop up and it'll be like the. Avengers meet Harley Davidson <laughs> and I'll read it and I'm like well this wasn't anything I don't My know why I felt Harley the need, Quinn to, Davidson. <laughs> need to read this I uh so the way I keep up with DC comics is not very well but basically when they show up on hoopla I will like check in on some of them um sure. so I'll, I'll be waiting to see when uh to the max shows up uh that'll be the it's next free on comiXology if you go on comiXology okay. you can get all three issues for free the entire oh. collection what a Hell steal yeah. It's what got the, the cover for the first issue is the most mailed in piece of art that Jim Lee has ever done in his life. It's absolutely insane. Isn't Jim Lee the guy who did, did he not do the um, giant size X-Men number one, Wildcats, Batman hunt, or yes, Batman hush. But the, uh, the artwork in the superhero cafe in universal studios. Probably. I'm gonna say hey guys, that. this is a this is a movie podcast, not yeah, yeah. a theme park podcast. Hey, well, Jim Lee is a movie executive now. So I, Mark, he is. I I, I want to talk more to Jason about comic books because I can't talk start to people a, about start comic a comic books book podcast. Um, okay. I actually I have I have a podcast that's coming up um, uh, soon that maybe. We'll hey, we're not plugging yet. Hell yeah. Uh, I'll talk about Mark. reading Marvel comics three months late because I only read them on Marvel <laughs> Unlimited. It's okay. It's it's a it's a slightly uh, it's not a it's not a current relevant podcast. Hell yeah! So like, what was it our, will be current was and our, it will uh, be relevant to the content. <laughs> right. What was our 2005 bonus picky? It was Sahara. Sahara. Yeah. Oh right. Cody mentioned it. Okay. I thought we were waiting on that answer. So no. Jason, of those <laughs> yeah. five movies, which do you think could possibly be better than Kids Kiss Bang Bang? None of them. None of them. Not a single one. Wow. Not even a chance. Best movie. Okay, and you're a big look, Batman boy. Not even Batman. I'm a big Batman boy. Here's the thing. Okay, that that I, that was in jest. That was a little thing I like to call a joke. Um, okay. but I'm not familiar with it. those. I don't know if you've yeah. heard this podcast. Yeah. But we this, don't do those here. Yeah, yeah. Those aren't allowed. So 
your boy had seen this movie, uh, let's say upwards of four times total. Um, and most of those viewings uh, happened before the year 2012. Um, so I was a young boy uh, and the, the Shane Blackiness of this script just really appealed to me uh, yeah. at the time. It's quite uh, Shane you know. Blackie. It yeah. is. Here's the because th- if people don't know about Shane Black, Shane Black is the king of the spec script. He made his like name in the 80s by just writing crazy ass spec scripts. And the the reason that he was so successful or one of the big reasons for his success is that he writes these very fun scripts that would like talk directly to the reader and like be very cheeky. And it would like call out the reader directly and be like, I, you know, I, I don't need to remind you this because you're a very smart reader. But this is that character from the beginning of the thing. Like, but, you know, this because you're a, a great script reader who's very well paid, you know, like shit like that. He would just be talking to the audience constantly and have his little quippy jokes and stuff uh and he would do these like crazy plots and and concepts like uh um monster squad and and uh lethal weapon and whatever uh i love monster squad monster squad rules (laughs) monster squad rips there's a lot of and this is the thing with shane black most of his movies rip but most of them are hard to watch 10 years later (laughs) oh i'm sure i mean i do prefer him most as a actor personally Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> is it Predator sure. 2 that he's in? I don't know. Hot take? He's um, in a that's things. a real hot take. He's, he's in a few things, but also... I'm lying. I don't... I couldn't remember what he was in. I, just, he, I like him as a writer. But but I... So my memory of this movie was like, oh my God. Because this movie brought Robert Downey Jr. back. This is the yeah, movie yes. that like he was able to actually do something and, and convince people that he could be a movie star again. Uh, and I remembered the crazy plots and Val Kilmer looking like a, a damn treat. Uh, and, and it's nice to finally have a movie for the guys. It's nice for the guys to get a movie for yeah. once. Boys have not gotten movies enough. This was the year yeah. of like the holiday and stuff like that. We needed the boys and it was to come nice back in town. For Shane Black to write a movie for the guys. Yeah, absolutely. For once in his career. Yeah. Yeah. For once, because yeah. he never yeah. does that. He's always Things so... like Predator and Lethal Weapon are just kind of like focused on the, the other gender. Yeah, it's all, he's too feminist is what is what Shane Black is. Uh, Truly. <laughs> But the thing that I did forget about this movie or maybe just never noticed at the time because I was too young uh, was how thoroughly this movie hates women. <laughs> yeah, a bit. The, the other thing I noticed this time that I hadn't noticed before, I was like, oh, you know, they're killing some people. And OK, OK, Robert Downey Jr., he's killing some people. Hmm. Oh, every person he has killed is a black man. That's strange. That's a weird choice. Um, it's interesting, too, that the first kill... It reminded me of the first of the new Tomb Raider games in this way, where the first mm. kill like takes a lot out of him. And then Absolutely. he's just like fucking murdering people. And murdering everyone. Murder. And the <laughs> thing is, like, I, I don't think it was intentional. I think it was they just cast goons, but like cast goons from white cast people a as well. Diverse <laughs> net of goons. When you yeah. think goon, don't think one type of guy. Yeah, because I was yeah. like, oh boy. Yeah. But like so the, there's mean, a lot of problems. Yes. <laughs> but the plot, I think the 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 plot and general story of this movie, like what happens in this movie if you if you don't focus in on the the specifics of the dialogue and the specifics sure. of what's happening to who. <laughs> right. And maybe movie. one of the names. <laughs> maybe one of the names. Maybe, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is a choice. Uh, uh, I think this movie is incredible. <laughs> I agree. So this is the first time I've seen it, and I'm watching it, you know, obviously in a 2020 lens. Mm. I, I I liked it a lot. And yeah I, yeah, I definitely saw those those issues. But like, it's definitely one of those movies that's trying to shock you 
throughout and like i found myself like more shocked by like someone's finger getting cut off or something like that than like yeah the finger thing was gross which i thought it ruled i thought it was so good but yeah Yeah. so (laughs) i think my favorite moment it's there's a moment in this movie that's either my favorite moment to ever happen in cinema or my least least favorite thing to ever happen in in the world which is Robert and are we can we spoil are we yeah yeah, we and we talk out of order I it's whatever Robert Downey Jr. peeing in the bathroom and turning around and seeing (laughs) a dead body in a shower and peeing on the dead body it's so good it's like a very good moment it's 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 so profoundly strange too because it's like I know how peeing works you could stop you could stop it's not like he is clearly just like too shocked to think (laughs) that like I, I see it as like a realistic thing that might happen where it's like he's yeah. totally you know he thinks I'm in trouble uh s- someone could be like out to get me right now right somebody thinks going through his head his peace stream is like the least of his concern which I also like once you start peeing on someone like it's too late yeah you've already peed on him you might you can only get so on wet. someone yeah, yeah. How, yeah. how's how, what's y'all's uh time like like how, how quickly can you just stop hey oh, Chad buddy. why don't <laughs> Chad, why don't you run through the plot? Why don't you give us really? a plot? No, really I would like some answers on this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not giving you answers. I'm going to give an answer. I'll here. give an answer. I'm going to take this podcast and I'm going to plunge it down into my my uh, little world here. Uh, uh, buddy, I have had... So in my in my dating life in the past, um, you, have, you have times where you end up in the shower with someone, right? Never. And sometimes sure. you get in the shower before realizing that you have to pee. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so what then must be done is that you subtly, covertly relieve yourself in no. very small increments. No, you that don't, must Jason. not be done. You don't do that. <laughs> over the course of the shower. So that there's no uh, visible sign or um, um, smellable sign. Feet <laughs> on some poor girl's feet. No. I stood I- close to the drain. <laughs> Jesus. You know what? I'm back with Cody, actually. Let's yeah, just let's, go so ahead. Let's talk let's about this. a lot. Um, so the answer is instantly. Yeah, I'm, I'm an instant, too, but I've never been in that kind of a situation yeah. about it. I, yeah, I have respect. Yeah, go, for, I, have respect for I don't want to I don't want to take us through. I have respect for women, unlike <laughs> Shane don't. Black and unlike uh, Jason Ammons. Um, well, here's good. the thing. Shane Black famously tried to let a woman be in um, Iron Man three, but Ike Perlmutter wouldn't let him Look, because girls tried, don't sell action figures. To be clear, tried to let a woman be the villain of Iron yes. Man three. Well, true, right? Women can't be the good guys. Yeah, she was still in the movie though. The actress that he wanted to cast was in yes. the movie. She was, she was in the, the movie. She that... just wasn't allowed to be a villain because yeah. I shouldn't Ike. say things. Look, I'm never going to make say an... things about Shane Black. He <laughs> loves women and he loves men and he loves children uh, and animals. Look, I'm never, never going to make the argument that Shane Black is feminist. Uh, is a woke or, king. Or woke even a little bit. Uh, and I personally <laughs> think he's probably a monster. But <laughs> how is he like rumored to be on set? Does anybody know? I yeah, imagine Jason, him to be professional. Like, <laughs> I'm an industry <laughs> professional. So let me tell you uh, who has told me about Shane Black and when. Um, no, I just I, imagine I, he's a very like exacting person here, because he here, has very specific scripts. 
I will only say some things that are public record, uh, but yes. I don't I don't know any dirt. But speaking only off of what's public record, Shane Black was a mentor to Max Landis. So well, um... okay. See, I was <laughs> thinking about bringing up Max Landis when you were talking about the <laughs> scripts, talking directly to people. I was like, oh, that sounds like someone who we have famously like dunked on. Famously, everyone knows yeah, we have dunked on on this podcast yeah. quite a bit. Um, but and look, no, he's a tracks. lot worse at it than Shane Black is. To be fair, yes, like his yes. scripts are are specky and the worst possible. Possible way and Shane Black's respect. Remember when he was the first ways. person to understand that Carly Rae Jepsen had music that was about her being sad? Wasn't that groundbreaking when he had that revelation? Yeah. I don't know. Remember when, when he you're referring to, but he did a whole thing about Carly Rae Jepsen. He also did tweet, I think I'm writing my Star Wars, and he was talking about Bright. Yep. He was definitely talking about Bright. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. uh, so this movie is about a low-level criminal who uh, gets caught stealing things and his partner dies and that makes him very sad in an audition that he stumbles into. And then they're like, oh, we should fly him out to L.A. So he's in L.A. and then um, gets wrapped up in this uh, murder investigation thing with because he's researching the role. His... Uh, love interest from high school's there. She's trying to be an actress, but she's getting mighty old. Mighty. And that so old. is in her plot. 30s old. Yeah. So that's the plot. So <laughs> I, don't I don't know how to sum so, it up. So I have not seen Barry. Isn't it Barry? No. So Barry no. is a hitman. And okay. Barry, but but he's a criminal and he gets an acting job. But that's, Barry, that's well, well Barry I mean. genuinely like wants to discovers right, that he wants yeah. to be an actor and he's like yeah. actively pursuing it as like the first positive thing in his life ever and this yeah. is just some guy who fell into something and he's like yeah i'll roll with it but yeah like, i mean Barry, I, I will watch um it's real good Barry. it is on hbo max a service that has never done anything wrong also uh, the concept of him being an actor is thrown out the window about 20 minutes into this movie <laughs> yeah. yes no it really is it really, well, is. He, it really okay, is here's here's the thing that i think is the the best asset of this movie uh this plot is so filled with like the most insane, unfortunate circumstance possible. And it complicates things every time there one of these insane circumstances happens. It complicates things in the perfect way to keep driving tension. Yeah. Uh, uh, and also comedy. Like I think the, right. the, the biggest problem with this script is it keeps trying to be funny, not realizing that it was already funny. Like, I agree. Mm. I think to me, all the meta stuff doesn't work for me as no. well in 2020. That aged because, so poorly. The, yeah, because it was like, yeah. it was crazy in 2005. I was like, what the fuck? But now I had Deadpool and Deadpool mm. fixed comedy yeah. and did it. <laughs> it was the best meta <laughs> yeah. take well, no, on anything honestly, ever. The, what year did The Emperor's New Groove come out? Before that, it was 2000. Some like, say The Emperor's New Groove was the first. Uh, like was, when when the reel like stops and then he starts being like, Oh wait, we need to back up. It was like, right. That's just what happened in the emperor's new groove. But in right. this, he actually like name drops movies. He's like, I mean, I saw the third Lord of the Rings. I'm not going to have 10 endings for you. Oh There's my that, God. Yeah. yeah that, that, that here's the thing. That was movies that trip. say this is not like the movies. I've yeah. realized every time I hear that, I do want to jump out the window, especially but this movie is good. Like, I, I, I want that to be clear. I yeah. did have a fun time watching this movie, but there were so many like little things where I was like, please shut the fuck up. It, it's yeah. when it, I mean, it, kind of creates the experience of meeting 
someone like Shane Black, who is like intensely talented and witty, but you mm-hmm. are at a party with them and you are like, this is great. Sounds funny. Shut the fuck up. I yep. want to go get a drink. I mean, the other thing about Shane Black is that he's famously a cokehead, or at least. Yeah, true. Yes. Oh, Which is I, like, oh, he wrote all like talking certain... to someone who's entertaining, but talking too much is like the textbook definition of cocaine. Yeah. Sure. There's certain like filmmakers or like I want to know I'm straight edge X that... Cody X. What? What straight edge? Did you not have that at your high school? No. X Cody X, and we listen to screamo bands. No, I, I didn't do. That. I was I was listening to Fallout Boy. Anyway, shut up. Sure. Keep going. <laughs> oh, I was talking. Yeah. Yes. What was I were. saying? I don't. I don't remember. know. Either, oh, you're talking about cocaine and cocaine. Oh yeah. yeah. There's certain directors you can just you just know are definitely cokeheads like Quentin yeah. Tarantino and Quentin Tarantino. Uh, hey, have you guys fucking... heard the story about Fiona Apple? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have to bring that up. <laughs> tell it. Tell it. Uh, well, I don't remember the details. She basically just said that the worst night of her life was when Paul Thomas Anderson and Quentin Tarantino were doing a lot of coke, like around her and just like talking and talking. Yeah. So it. I mean, I she, imagine. Fiona, Fiona Apple was dating Paul Thomas Anderson in the early 2000s. Oh, okay. yes. And apparently one night uh, Tarantino came over. They did a bunch of coke and they just stayed up all night talking about <laughs> their own movies. It's really good. It, see, here, here's the thing. The, so the thing about in, in Django, actually, the, the, the fun thing about Django is, 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 is it's actually it, it gives black kids a, 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 a hero to root for. And the that's I, is, I, I Chad, could be the one who could provide that to people. The thing Chad is that this was the Tarantino and Tarantino oh, no, Jason was, like, was there. Jason oh, was you there. were you yeah. were there. I, yeah. I prompted that meeting. I, yeah. In fact, Chad, never I was very had the I was courage. very nervous. And Jason gave me the push uh, to walk over to the. And how and how was that from your perspective? Jason? What an encounter! He was, was basically talking exactly like Jason is talking now <laughs> about right. the movie. Cat See that, that, that this movie it's, it's actually really so, so it's one of the it's really legendary. You know, it, it, it pioneered a lot of technology because the the cat people are, are it's mm-hmm. unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It, okay, it's like yeah. truly that mm-hmm. kind okay, of shit. Quentin. Where like okay. we <laughs> asked him if there was a good move, like right, <laughs> right, unprompted, we'll just talk forever. Uh, right. And like laugh at his own things that he, anyway. Uh-huh. So imagine <laughs> him in PTA talking about like death proof and magnolia all night. Mm. That sounds great. No, it doesn't. The no, thing fl- is, it doesn't. Could be a fly on the wall that can leave at any time no, he wants. Yeah. It's true. I mean, it's like hearing the Fincher story that like Brad Pitt talked. I guess we're just telling stories we've read in articles. But <laughs> yeah. but that story that fin- uh, Brad Pitt said about Fincher recently where like Fincher will come over and watch movies and just be fucking annoying the whole time and be like, oh, actually, I think they did this shot. And, blah, blah, blah. and it's like, shut up. Stop talking. Watch the uh, movie. I read a quote from uh, Soderbergh recently or Soderbergh. Soderbergh. I don't Your know how to say director. My favorite director you can't say his damn uh, name. Soderbergh talked about like going into like the, the editing bay where Fincher was editing something and yeah. Fincher was like in like the top left quadr- quadrant just that like spot on the wall could be like half a tent darker. And Soderbergh was like, how do you do this with every frame? Well, Fincher famously does that thing where he like will frame replace one performance with like a completely different take, but it's yeah. all like in the same shot. He's a, this is the thing man. about Fincher. Fincher is, is a complete fucking maniac. Yes. He's like there the, no one should be given that much freedom to 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 fuck with a movie. Like right. the fact that not only are they doing 500 takes on set or whatever the hell mm-hmm. of every single scene, but then he's spending all of this time in the editing bay, all this time in color, all this time in VFX like stop, dude. Just make <laughs> just make a movie. Don't you're splicing 
shots from an, like faces from another shot into this stop just do <laughs> just get another hobby the, pro- the problem hobby. is is that when you're a perfectionist oftentimes you make perfect movies so it's mm. hard to tell them to stop yeah it's just so, it's it's the george lucas thing and it's gonna like yeah. i do i do think at some point fincher's gonna go full lucas oh 100 percent. i would love to I see that kind of do want to see it as <laughs> so well. i think i think but, within the next 10 years he's gonna make an absolutely yeah. batshit movie well he was supposed to make the Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea movie for disney um which would be yes please wild and i think it would be really good i promise you there is no way on earth that fincher could have a working relationship with disney that would oh, last no. all the way from development through no production. he would meet bob chapek once and be like this yeah. is not happening that's Bobby. why fincher and netflix makes sense because netflix famously gives no notes uh mm-hmm. yeah yeah um, yeah um so i mean jason I'm, i guess you work at netflix so <laughs> yeah they may give better like do they may give you so i've i not that. only worked on a netflix show for two years but now i also work on netflix work for netflix in the animation side uh they do give notes but okay. however but I, do they give david I fincher notes working, you yeah think? i was not working on a david fincher movie i was not working on a martin scorsese movie mm-hmm. i'm like, sure they're not really doing much with those guys they're yeah, going do you think, hey you're gonna bring people in no matter what so it doesn't matter like that that rumored david lynch show are they gonna give him notes even though he is someone i fully believe needs notes um it's my full <laughs> david lynch take yeah well i don't think david lynch would sign on to a project unless he knew he had final cut final cuts one thing no like i don't know like don't i'm know. sure i'm sure on every one of these products projects they are giving notes yeah like yeah. i'm sure they are yeah. saying you know like can we you know take a little air out of this can we you know let this breathe like whatever whatever little things sure. of like just adjusting things and like asking right. for alternate takes or something like i'm sure that's happening uh but in terms of like you know fundamental like story right. or like are are you executing your vision here like that kind of stuff i don't think they're they're no, gonna really I, challenge I, I, these I filmmakers so. um shane anyway. black should make a netflix movie so and, and, right? to, and to go back to shane black i think the the it's a classic sales thing where you know when i worked in sales for a long time the mm. the thing that they always say is like when they say yes stop pitching yeah right stop mm-hmm. talking once they say yes just don't don't Take do it money. anymore and yeah. that's the thing with Shane Black, especially in this movie, is that he has an incredible movie. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But then he keeps throwing all of this dialogue that like reads as like sneery and funny and whatever. But you like the layer that is immediately under it that you can see like lead paint in an old house right. is 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 full insecurity. Like, yeah, I mean, it's mm. it's a movie that insists upon itself fully. Yeah. Um, that, that he's going so hard after like you know hollow and like shallow women like constantly in this movie right. the, the the line the line about the shake you know took america by by the east coast and shook it and all the normal ones held on or whatever yeah mm-hmm. it sucks. the, the, the <laughs> preamble to that line like if it was it's just bad. that if it was just like all oh, the normal people hung on in, in new york and la people are crazy like sure that'd be fine yeah. but the preamble to that being you take a a guy, a guy who slept with a hundred women, and it's a normal guy. But if you've slept a, a, a woman who slept with a hundred men, she's got problems in her childhood. What the fuck is that? Well, it's yeah, like it's if, if it was like, honestly, self-aware kind yeah. of like this is a fucked up way of thinking. That would be one thing, but, but I don't think it's actually presented as that. Because immediately no, they go back and Michelle Monaghan's helping him solve his problem. There's like right. one moment where they're like, "You're a dick," but then immediately <laughs> they're moving on. Like right. if I said that to someone, they should fucking slap me in the face and never talk me to, talk to me exactly. again. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But like, she's almost hell? charmed by it. 
Yeah. Like yeah. it's she's no, he's a, totally she's meant a to be strange like, character. Yeah. He's totally meant to be like like that was a very wise thought he mm-hmm. had. Like yeah. And that's the thing is Shane Black airs his weird grievances in his scripts so much. Uh, and you realize that these are the grievances of a successful coke fiend who uh, is bitter that he didn't get more chances in the it early two thousands. Arguably the most, like I mean, he made more money on scripts basically than anybody, and is still he set records insecure multiple about times. his uh, yeah place in history. Yeah, it's yeah, it's strange. Um, he also dated Madonna. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that was when you don't have problems. Rat. Your problems are that women are fake. Right. Like, that's yeah. <laughs> I got news. It's everyone's fake. You're fucking fake. No one right. is putting up a real and honest, uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, perception of who they are. Like everyone is insecure and worried of what people think and are going to present whatever they think is like their best version. It's right. I've never Which is what this movie could have been about, but it doesn't, it doesn't actually land on that. No, but I, but I think like it hits some, I think the mystery stuff is really fun. Yeah. I think kind of the anti reveal where you think that Michelle Monaghan's sister was murdered by somebody mm-hmm. but it turns out she did kill herself which was the first assumption i think that yeah. anti-reveal is interesting it really yeah. that works for me i think for totally. them to like want that to not be true and then i don't know the reality kind of catches up with them it's yeah. it's for you to have that like insane third act where it's like you know the shootout on the freeway and it's yeah. it's ins- it's wild and like so big and then you just have to be Mm -hmm. like ripped back down to like the harsh reality of like oh no she did kill herself because right because the world sucks it's like it puts you in a weird place at the end of this movie but mm -hmm. a good one i like it i've talked a lot about the stuff that i uh uh did not remember about this movie that i really hate but i Uh, do want to talk about the stuff that i like a lot yeah uh for instance, in the third act, when uh, or close to the third act, when Downey Jr. is, they've got the the hospital mental worker, whatever guy, and he takes the bullets out of the gun and leaves one in and does the Russian roulette game. Yeah. <laughs> Funny, he just instantly kills the guy. Is one of my favorite moments in any movie. It's yeah, that's it's a good joke. Yeah, it, it, that's fun. And it's, again, Black... it causes a complication where it's like, well, uh... we actually could have used this guy, and now he's dead because you played Russian roulette because <laughs> he like had to do that like big bluff like this yeah but in another movie should have worked you know like in yeah. another movie it's like it and clicks and then he's like okay okay I see I'll tell you I'll that's tell you. the self-aware shit that I like uh-huh. is when yeah it's, that sounds right. good when it's self-aware right. but not like throwing it in your face and be like yeah. see get it because in other movies like when it's yeah. when the narrator's not telling you that it's self-aware when it's just and, being a little self-aware and that's, that's and the, the key. way that it's it's framed as like a pulp fiction like detective yes. story mm-hmm. in the way that like they're constantly alluding to like this detective series and like the narration is very it's like, like a Raymond Chandler a type the, person. yeah yeah yeah, yeah well it, every like, chapter is named after a Raymond Chandler novel like that that's uh, fun that really it's like really gotcha. playing yeah. in that mm-hmm. world yeah um, um, and I, I think it's really successful in that. Yeah. I think that he kind of mastered this in the nice guys. I love yes. the nice guys. That that this and kind of like tone. Nice guys is pretty like, good. Oh, it, it rules. It's very. I think good. the yeah. nice guys is basically this movie, but like with all of the of most of the offensive shit kind of filtered out. I think I that's think... kind of inarguable. It kind of like is this movie again, like mm-hmm. and, and not not to, in a negative way, but it kind of extent. is. Yeah, I mean, it's got I mean, the more characters of like a are a parenting. Bit yeah, right. Yeah, 
I, I for a long time thought that the nice guys was the worst version of this movie, but I now think that uh, this movie is the worst version of the nice right. guys. It, it is <laughs> not my favorite Shane Black movie, the what nice is, guys or this. Is Iron Man three your favorite Shane Black? Absolutely, movie? Yeah, Iron Man three is my favorite Marvel movie, which is like my favorite franchise. So like, yeah. of course, I like Iron just... Man three a lot, but I do like both of these movies more. Interesting. I I think it's just the like you I I think there's kind of like a you're held at a remove in this movie right like actually being able to like dive into the character is you're kind of held at kind of that self-aware distance Mm -hmm. and in iron man 3 you are like fully stripping him down it's about ptsd i think well uh, robert downey jr gives a like more human performance in that and in this one, he's really snarky is kind of his main. Yeah. But I think like, that in gear. Iron Man 3, there's four movies leading up to it to kind of set the table. I mean, yeah, he does have but that benefit, still. But yeah. I, I also think like it is pretty interesting to think about this movie is why the Marvel universe exists in ways because this is what gets him the Iron Man job essentially. Yeah. Because yeah. like he does Zodiac before Iron Man, but that role didn't get him Iron Man. He got Iron Man because of this, because John Favreau wanted this. Yeah. Um, and Iron Man and then set the tone for all of the Marvel universe, which is pretty crazy that this comes in. Shane Black gets pulled into Iron Man three. And Truly- then they kind of don't bring Shane Black back again and they could have it'd be really interesting did they not get along like feige and shane black feige and shane black got along fairly well but it was derailed because uh shane black was was mad that he wasn't able to do everything that he wanted to do which is the common complaint about marvel like is that they will have ideas for what they want to do and then Marvel will come in and say, sorry, we don't want to do that. And, and that's it, the ironically, like Iron Man three is probably the movie where they like loosened their grip the most. If I had well, to pick one. Oh, by that point, like, I mean, you yeah, know, by, well, by that point, they didn't by know, that point, like, but also like ever. I mean, it, it feels like a Shane Black movie, truly. Guardians well, of the Galaxy. I, is I think the pretty, biggest thing is that this but, movie, I, I this movie think, taught Kevin Feige to tighten the belt. This movie or Maybe. tighten the leash. This because I mean, until this movie, it had been a pretty loose leash on all of the like the phase one Marvel movies are wildly different well, and pretty inconsistent. Not yeah. Ultron. That's, that's Ultron. Oh, that's that after. Ultron. Right. Yeah. Well, but so I also think this was the Ike era still when Ike did yeah. have a lot of say, and yeah, I think Ike and that is part and... of why like there was that friction anyway. I think. Yeah the people who work with Feige now, like it's a bit more seamless than it used to be. Mm-hmm. I I think there's a world that, you know, the huge complaint is Edgar Wright didn't get Ant-Man. That is mm-hmm. the common like yeah. nerd chorus. Um, I think there would be a world where like Edgar Wright probably could make his version of Ant-Man now, but it was. See, I, I don't <laughs> I see still that don't happening. Know. I don't they know. Don't... I think they try to like, make too many plot points that like Edgar Wright would have no interest like maybe like, like, if, I don't think they had... go after someone like that anymore but Raimi yeah. Raimi is the one like that's question true. mark but that Raimi has one. nothing anymore like that's the thing yeah they, the they, last they... thing is Oz the great and powerful yeah like, they're not gonna go after someone who's hot right now that sure. has their own thing to do like any big except maybe Coogler but Coogler was already doing franchise stuff with Creed yeah he was doing yeah. Creed and mm-hmm. it was also one of those situations where it's like okay like this person has a take and really wants to do this movie and Mm -hmm. me kevin feige should probably not tell this person you know like how to make this movie and maybe it's best if i don't try to control this one as much you know what i mean like i think that 
for that type of circumstance, Ryan Coogler was able to come in and do his thing. But if you're talking, you know, Iron Man for, or, you know, like a Captain America, whatever it would be, or like, I don't think that he, that Marvel really is ever going to bring in directors who were at the same point that Shane Black was at, at this time. Uh, I mean, maybe you could argue Shane Black was right in the pocket, but like a little bit superseded out of it but like they're not gonna get you know a a a really you know hit would taika not be that you don't think i think now taika is that i mean yeah yeah, i mean that's kind of was thor they got him after hunt for the wilder people which was well liked but not like an international sensation i mean fair enough i think um i I don't know i'll just be interested to watch that because at some point when we have fucking four movie or four movies and five mm. tv shows next year i wonder if there becomes a point where the the belt just gets loosened because there's just simply so much coming out well so i, I think know. i think that's where feige starts to delegate like production under him you know which yeah. is the same way yeah. that a lot of shows will work where the showrunner just sort of becomes executive producer or like right. that he, you know has you know two or three number twos under him like yeah uh, or her uh, uh yeah. feminist hashtag win um but like Kathleen Kennedy is going to come over and take over Marvel and Kevin Feige is going to go over to Star Wars. That's what's happening, right? Remember he's developing a Star Wars That's movie? Right. He is. I'm I curious about to see like what that is. Movie I don't know what the fuck that is. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if Kevin Feige's Marvel movie like somehow ties into all the Project Luminous stuff. Like, uh, the, the good the call. I also think yeah. what's funny is we're theorizing about this shit now and there's a chance like on thursday as we're recording this which would have been four up four days ago when the mm-hmm. releases we will know some of this information sure probably true i also so, there's we, a big part of me that thinks that movie's going nowhere and not doing well anything. sure absolutely can, can we talk about gay perry now yes <laughs> are you talking about emily i would, emily like, to, and I would, perry? Like, I would yeah. like to just call him perry please oh, yeah. well <laughs> i oh, gay, gay, gay perry perry uh, I would also like to call him Perry, but I, <laughs> I honestly think that Shane Black thought that he was being like progressive by yes. having a gay. Character. Oh, a one billion so, percent. Unfortunately, that gay that gay character is the butt of uh three or four dozen gay jokes mm-hmm. that are offensive. Yeah, and also like it's real progressive to have a gay character who you. I mean, they don't like. You're just saying that they're gay. You don't like. Yeah, he kisses you someone. Does he? Well, he kisses, kisses Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Like, a joke. Yeah, like yeah. I just, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I was gonna say in 2005, maybe this was a little progressive. I was gonna give Shane some slack, but then I remembered that Mark's pick for this year was <laughs> was Brokeback Mountain. Literally <laughs> Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> Which is so, kind of enough. crazy for both of those things to happen simultaneously. <laughs> yeah. Gay oh, Perry. Good job, and, Hollywood. Yeah. Man. I here's the thing is I really, really like Val Kilmer's performance oh, in this movie. Yeah, he's good in this yeah, movie. Really good. And I think across the board, every performance in this movie is very good. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Monaghan, Stan a legend. Yeah. Truly. And it's it's a crime that she had to do the entire third act of this movie in a slutty Santa costume. That's insane. Yeah. It's also uh, a crime that there was a close-up of her nipple at one point. I was. And Robert strange. Downey Jr. literally oh, right. said nipple. There hasn't been a stranger close-up shot of a nipple since Support the Girls. 
You guys remember that? That that's weirdly in support of the girls. I don't remember that shot. No, it's a I love that movie. Movie though. except for one shot, and that's the weird one shot. Yeah. What happens? What is it? Dylan Galua is like dancing on top of the bar, and then she has a nip slip to try and get more money. It's weird. It sucks. Oh. It's not. It's the one yeah. misfire I, of that movie. I don't remember that part. It struck out to me because it was so strange. Anyway, remember when always... they screamed on the rooftop? That part is. It's probably movie. the best moment in a movie. Ever. It's. I mean, it's tag yourself it's 2020 i don't know there's always um, with with male directors particularly and, and particularly directors of like a certain generation there's always that thing that keeps happening where you're like why why do you keep doing this where you know it's like tarantino with the feet thing it's, yes. it's shane black and showing unnecessary nipples it's it's alex garland and having women in like t-shirts and panties like it's it's the weirdest little thing that just keeps happening in everything they do. And you're like, why do you need to like make your thing, your like personal, whatever obsession? It's Star Wars not hiring any blonde women. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) It's it's that kind of thing. It's so odd because this movie has such a high percentage of Michelle Monaghan nipple and like absolutely zero need for Michelle Monaghan nipple. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I I have heard that is the MacGuffin in Mission Impossible Seven. <laughs> Show Monahan's nipple. Yeah, gotta go heard. get a nipple back. Honestly, I I wouldn't I don't know be what mad. That was. You thought you yeah. could keep your hands on Michelle Monahan's nipple, Ethan Hunt? Yeah, I That's think you're being the Sean guy. Harris. Yeah, Sean Harris, who is like, didn't he die in Fallout? I don't remember. Uh, there was a motorcycle chase that's all i remember and i love that movie it's It's so good i I don't remember the plot i remember like the skydiving and the motorcycles my new obsession is keeping up with i know my my new obsession is keeping up with the behind the scenes footage from mission impossible movies because now it's just consists of tom cruise in dangerous situations yeah remember when he was on a fucking train yeah he was on a train remember when he rode a motorcycle into a canyon and then pulled a parachute yep I am so excited. Mission Impossible will save uh, Paramount Plus. Um, (laughs) Maybe kill a cast member filming. Well, sure. Sure, sure. And that cast member will be Tom Cruise. Yeah. Um, Oh, no, no, no. He can't die. He's going to commit suicide by cinema. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's going. I will watch. He is going into space for Doug Lyman, a man who famously has tortured shoots um oh boy yeah it's gonna be crazy um, Tom Cruise has spent the last 20 years trying to make a snuff film and failing, <laughs> failing I truly yeah. believe I, I am positive that in Tom Cruise's will it says if I died shooting a movie the movie use must that. be released and use that oh, yeah I think so. and use that yeah. Shot. Yeah. <laughs> guys he's about to be 60 and we still have two more Mission Impossible which is why they're filming them both back to back but yeah. And yeah, he's the, still the, a wildly attractive human being. Yeah, I love Tom Cruise. I love his personal life specifically. <laughs> All of his belief. No, I. This I episode brought to you by <laughs> the Church of Scientology um, and Battlefield of Earth. Um, I saw that movie. I don't remember it at all. Um, okay. Is there anything else we want to say about Kiss Kiss Bang Bang before we start? Uh, uh, why is it called that? Why is it called yeah, Kiss Jason? Because, <laughs> because uh, 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 Shane Black talked about this. He he wanted uh, uh, the title to be evocative of um, romance, 
and violence. <laughs> well, he nailed it. I mean, wow, he, wow. he honestly crushed yeah, the, it. Uh, the opening monologue <laughs> that I sort of ripped for our podcast monologue talked about how it's it's like a detective story, but it's also a love story. So yeah, there you go. I guess that's apparently the this started with Shane Black trying to write a rom com, which holy shit, that would have been a bad fucking rom com with this kind of. <laughs> he used politics. this dialogue and like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, Jason just changed his Zoom background to my apartment <laughs> that I live in. <laughs> I was wondering why he asked for your address earlier. Perfect payoff for a off-pod bet. Um, it yeah. just like completely <laughs> threw me off and just I, yeah. I've been changing, and I mean, three of us have been changing our Zoom backgrounds constantly here. But I was waiting for the one that would finally break him, and I, I decided to pull the nuclear <laughs> option. Uh, I thought I had Chad's address saved in my phone and I didn't. So I was like, you know what? If I just ask him for his address <laughs> casually, he probably won't. Oh, you're going to send me he like a Christmas won't. card or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's during the holidays. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll see. Maybe I'll send you something. Um, uh, send me something. What were you? <laughs> Chad got derailed. What were you talking about? Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. The, the title, opening monologue. Opening monologue. Oh, hey. Uh, do you know what you'll find if you look up the definition of the word idiot in the dictionary? What? <laughs> Is it a picture of me? The definition of no, idiot. the definition of the word yeah. idiot, which you fucking are. Yeah. That's such that a good line. That should have been our quip. It's at a the really good line. Yeah. I don't remember all the quips. I watched it a week ago. The quips idea. have slipped from my brain. This this, this movie had so many quips. They should have released it on Quippy, Ugh. the streaming platform. This, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Rewind. <laughs> this movie was so full of quips. It must have been your house after you were gone on a three-month vacation. Because they the subscription. Sorry, hold on, hold on. Rewind, rewind, rewind. rewind. I didn't understand that one at all. This movie was so full of quips. This must have been the factory for a subscription service toothbrush. I mean, that's that's something. That's that's something. This 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 game had this movie had so many quips. It was the Jackbox party game. You didn't do it. It 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 had so many quips. It was the Jackbox party game. Uh, hold yeah, on. Quip, quip but, yeah. This movie had so many quips. It was like my apartment. The time that I thought that my quip subscription had ended, so I bought another refill from Target, but it auto renewed, so they sent me another one in the mail. See, you said quips. the word "quip" in there, though. It's hard. Fuck. Yeah. 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 You kind of yeah. Sorry, Mark. Sorry. It was a long anecdote. I, it's okay. I, had to uh, put you, I mean, honestly, and... I th- I think that with one polish, you you're there. It's just all right. It's like a Shane. It's like a Shane Black script. It's like a Shane Black script, where as long as you remove a few of the. <laughs> <laughs> elements throughout the entire script then you'll be fine yeah um um it, it there there were so many quips it was it's a collaborative pro- productivity software suite for mobile and the web that allows groups of people to create and edit documents and spreadsheets as a group typically for business purposes you mean google Docs? did you just did you just <laughs> google something that had to do with the word quip so you I googled quipped and went to page two on <laughs> google idiot <laughs> God damn it. Oh, uh, That's I want to say UCB thing of like think twice, right? You don't want to make the most obvious joke. So you yeah, page, go to page, page, page two, two of results. It, it's it's Lauren's rule of sixes, right? That's yeah. what we did for quips. Uh, I just also want to point out that uh, Abraham Lincoln and Elvis showing up at the end are very fun. That is really a like really that. fun. It scene. is very All fun. The but but the, the premise of that scene is like, don't you hate it in movies where they bring yeah. a character that's dead back from life? But yeah. like, this is a coincidence. This is how it actually happened. And it's like, no, this is a movie. 
that scene in theory is really funny but we the movie we watched right before this was hot rod where they do have scrooge at the very end show up which kind of undermined it does feel it does feel like a scrooge showing up at the end of hot rod moment but it's it's funny works uh, they came, uh, uh, came out in 2007, first. so this yeah, was first. Yeah. Ah, this was first. Those yeah. fucking copycats. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's 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 attend to some of our business. This movie made 15.8 million dollars on a 15 million dollar budget. That's what we in the industry call not so great. Um, yeah, but breaking even, it, that's fine. What we call break even before. It's called. We've talked about this marketing, advertising. You double. I up. know how it works. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a loss. What studio produced this? I don't remember. I think, it was, I, think I remember seeing the Universal uh, logo at the I beginning of this. Right. This was right. probably someone. Warner Brothers. In the studio. Oh, no, I remember seeing the Warner Brothers logo. At the Warner Brothers. That was, um, why was this on HBO Max? Uh, I don't know. Oh, I can we talk about thing. that? Can we talk about how I watched it, which was on the library app Hoopla, which I do have a TV app for, and the quality of the film I watched was absolute asshole. Oh, like, I'm glad it, I rented it. It looks bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, I don't trust Hoopla to deliver consistent video streaming based on the entire experience of that app. Nope. Yeah. I use it for comics and yeah. it's not even the best for that but it is the free best for that yeah um, i use it for comics and audiobooks and yeah. both experiences are fine yes exactly um so yeah it looked really strange to me um, yeah. on it um yeah so not a great success for warner brothers um but especially since it, like the fruits of this labor were um for disney <laughs> or like for paramount and then disney like right. the fact they don't even get to benefit off of like what this movie accomplished yeah does shane Sucks. black ever right. work for warner brothers again i think nice guys was a shane black or was a warner brothers movie okay as well. because predators is a 20th century which is now yeah a dis film imagine being the studio that brought back robert downey jr and then losing him to disney uh, well, wasn't I mean I'm pretty sure um not seven, um Zodiac. I mean that's like a universal or something too. Like mm-hmm. that's some other studio. I don't know exactly. Whatever. It doesn't matter. This got an eighty six on Rotten Tomatoes and a three point eight on Letterbox. Pretty good. That sounds good. About right too, right? Yeah. Especially when I think we the letterbox score pissed. might be a little low, but well that letterbox is like right where Probably the average of the four of us rating. Actually, yeah, I did four stars, which is very close. And the rest of us did 3.5. Yeah, I, I, I don't follow Jason on Letterboxd. I'm looking forward to his I do. Books. My my first review of this was, I think, a four and a half star. I dropped it, it by it an was, entire star on this, yeah. on this oh, wow. viewing. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which so, yeah, I did I not expect to do. Breaks out about that 3.8-ish. Yeah. I don't know. I am no mathematician. So three point seven five. If we're rounding, that's three point eight. Mm. Yeah. If I'm giving you my honest take on what the best film of two thousand five is, I do think it's Batman Begins. Hell mm. yes, that's what I, I like to hear. That well, ended up winning the year. It did. It did. It yeah. did. So yeah. this vote meant nothing because we eventually. <laughs> uh, Sorry, what I mean was Batman Fantastic Begins. Four. Um, wasn't King Kong that year? I yep. was trying to argue for us to watch King Kong, but there is the it's I, three hour long problem. I do I love that, that movie. movie. That's my favorite Kong. You we'll watch it. I like that movie. You it's don't? Fun. I only watched I like it, it once, so maybe it's possible that much like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, it's possible my opinion might have changed in the last uh, yeah. 15 years, but I think it's the best recent Kong Wait, of the I two. It, I think it is the best one. 
Yeah. I take back everything I said because I did not realize Sky High came out in 2005. This is Sky High is the best movie of 2005. Oh, I need well, to, I have to bring that's you back. That's actually to talk a about good that. take. Do you guys know that I uh, weirdly have, as much as I love superheroes and the Walt Disney Corporation, have never seen Sky High? It's actually a crime. You want to know a, a fun fact? Is one uh, I have a memory of Sky High. Walking out of the movie theater, I turned to my dad and said, "I think that's the best movie I've ever seen." And you were probably yeah, right. right. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds accurate. Everything about it's brilliant. Nothing wrong. I need to I need to watch that. So um, we have some Best Picture alumni. Who in this movie have we talked about before? Not Val Kilmer. I don't think Not we talked Val about Robert Downey Jr. before. Well, yes, we, we have because everyone forgets Avengers we does an Avengers Infinity War, War episode right. like some dumbasses. Have we talked about Michelle Monaghan? No, we have not. This one's a cheat. You guys aren't going to get it. Um, uh, the the best picture alumni that we have talked about previously, you guys talked about with someone else who guessed it on our podcast. When Eli was on the show, you talked about The Matrix, the Matrix. because Lawrence, yeah. Lawrence Fishburne, Fishburne is uncredited on what? a on the commercial in this movie. What? Oh, he's, yeah. he's the bear? Yeah. That is yeah. good. I do <laughs> like that. That's yeah. I, thought you meant like, I thought you meant like he was the in the trailer for the movie. No, 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 no. He, he was, was the bear. It, it, okay. He was the bear. Yeah, Got yeah. it. That's yep. hilarious. That's yep. fishy. Wow. Um, so now also, we get I feel her... like we've talked about psych enough on this podcast that Corbin Benson counts. N- n- no, because I okay. don't know who that we've is. We've never done a psych episode. <laughs> All right. I well. mentioned that I watched Psych 2 after... At last I came home after having not watched the series Psych or the first Psych movie. Dulé <laughs> Hill's like the it. only person I know in Psych. Um, <sighs> so, okay. it's now it's time for Cape Check and Jason can play too. This is where they tell well, me who got, has been in superhero movies. We've got Iron like, Man. Take turns. Batman take turns. So, okay. so people Sorry. people have a chance. So okay. let's, let's let Jason go first. Yeah, Jason, go first. Uh, Val Kilmer. <laughs> yes. And what film was he in? Oh, Batman Forever. Yep, you got it. Yep. A okay. lot of people don't know about it. <laughs> so, Mark, you can go next if you would. Like. I was actually going to go third because I did okay. look up the one that Cody thinks is tricky. No, fuck you. No, you didn't. That's cheating. No, I mean, like, Mark's not allowed to see. Movie, I was literally, okay. like, going through the cast and was Fine. like, oh, weird, Fine. this guy was in this thing. Who's, okay, who's... so... Jet. Robert Downey Jr. is in Iron Man and oh, Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3. Wow, he's really Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron and this is Avengers, wait, this Civil, War, this Civil War <laughs> and The Incredible Hulk. Oh, and, I missed that one. I went back and got it. Uh, wow. And Spider-Man Homecoming and Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. Did you miss any? Did you miss Technically Ultron? not yet. Um, wink. <laughs> I did say um, Ultron. <laughs> Um, oh, and Black Widow. You're right, and Black <laughs> yeah. Widow. Which is like, it's hard for that to be a spoiler of a movie when it leaked two fucking years ago at yeah. this point that he's on the post credits or some shit. I don't know. Okay, uh, who else? Chat, chat's still mine. Oh, that was your <laughs> super secret. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You thought I was being sneaky. <laughs> who? Um, one of either Frying Pan or Fire is in uh, Punisher. Oh shit! I didn't get that one. I missed oh. that one. My bad. Wow. Well, sure. Well, one of them are in the Punisher. Okay. All right. All right. Really quick, define superhero movies. So it's very loose. No, it's not. It's superhero movies. I don't know. So, it can count animated superhero movies. That's how I screw them over sometimes. Okay, because uh, Ariel Winter. 
Eh, she was in a few of them. She was in Shit. Batman I Dark Knight Returns, but you're right, Part 1 and 2, and yeah. she was in some Green Lantern oh. or Green Arrow shorts. Okay, I forgot. Okay. Ariel Winter was even in this movie, but you are correct. She is in those DC. I, right. First I role in a feature film. Have Lawrence Fishburne yep. in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Correct. Also in... Uh, the Superman. He's a Man of Steel. Who's also in Batman versus Superman? I was he in Justice League as well? No, he's no. just in those first two. Okay, yes. Um, good job. Is, There's one more. Michelle is, Monaghan is in Constantine. Oh shit! Is she in Constantine? According to Letterboxd. Okay. Well, yes, Constantine counts, but that's not what I have her written down Wait, for. Jason is, is B movie a superhero movie? No. Shit. Um, um I don't. It's Cody. a long. What are you going to call a superhero movie that's not a superhero movie? It's not. No, it is a superhero movie. It's a, by all definitions superhero. What is it? What is it? The animated film Justice League War, where she plays okay. Wonder Woman. Um, I thought you were gonna say like Jason Bourne's a superhero. Or does no, I like I've literally never done that. It's always you okay. said the rise of the Guardians. You said Santa Claus was a superhero. Okay, I stand by Rise of the Guardians as a superhero movie. I don't know if you've seen that film, but it is. The okay, Jason, one are you making joke... a face at me or at Cody? The one, the one, it's a superhero movie. The one joke that I have made is that Angelica Houston was in Smash, which is better than a superhero movie. That is the one bit that I have. We got to take this bit more seriously next time, okay? It's serious. It's a game. We don't fuck around. around. These fucking maniacs. We're being dropped. We're being dropped from our, uh, (laughs) dropped from our contract. No, sorry. I was just giving a Mella call. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mel was he talking about another race? Yeah. Um, he was talking about another um, marathon. <laughs> so, all right. We're done. Merry Merry Christmas, everyone. Uh, Jason, where can people find you if they want to uh, hear uh, from you? If if you if you want to seek me out, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxd uh, at Jason Halftones. Um, it's a lot of rants about comics and movies and uh, occasional illustrations. It's a fun time. Um, opinions are my own, yada yada, whatever. Uh, you can also find me on thatmightbecool.com, where I produce podcasts and occasionally host them. Uh, I am on most episodes of Disaster Girls, but you really got to look to find me because I, I pick and choose my moments. Unlike on this show where I came in and. Um, uh, fucked everything up. Um, uh, yeah, that's 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 all you need. That's everywhere you can find me. Beautiful. Hey, Mark, uh, where can people find you? Shut up, Chad. You can find me at Watlington Mark on all of those platforms on Letterboxd, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, I think Venmo is Mark Watlington. It's it, you think one day this will be funny and it will not. No, be. I think one day someone will give me money. <laughs> I don't. That's not going to be the case. Um, Chad, Listeners, where can prove him you? wrong. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Letterbox at Chad A. Oliver. Um, I don't tweet that much anymore, but I found this really cool Twitter account that I like called Movies at do you like cinema and that person has a lot of thoughts on cinema similar to mine whoever that oh, interesting. person might be oh, i actually um, heard that that person is a terrorist um, <laughs> oh in that case don't tweeting a lot of uh hate speech and in that case with... do not follow movies i don't condone no terrorism. jason i think that was mel gibson's account oh, uh, i i heard movies is um 
Rudy Giuliani's alt film Twitter account. That is what I have heard. Chad, if you marked that thing earlier, you're going to have to mark this one. (laughs) Yep, yep. I'm going to imagine Rudy Giuliani's voice reading each of the movie's tweets from now on. That's a horrible image to imagine. Criterion. I don't know how he talks. I have been picturing it as the picture of Martin Scorsese, like looking down at a cell phone or whatever this entire time. Cody, where can we uh, find you? You can find me at Cody Lunsford underscore on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at Cody Lunsford on Letterboxd because that is the one place where um, people didn't um get my name before um i host a show that shows up in this feed called live and let cry where i try and make eli smith cry and we are going to be talking about carol very shortly um so check that out neither one of us have seen that movie uh and we're pretty interested so if you're um looking for more somewhat um related to um christmas movies that aren't quite Christmas movies. You can hear us talking about that. Um, just programming note, we're not going to be back until the first of the year. We've got, um, I don't know, we got to finish Mando and uh, watch some other Definitely. movies before, um, you know, they do it. Um, Jason, what are you doing? He's, wish- he, he's whispering Emily and Perry. Hey, I forgot uh, to do right. something, which is something we do now. Um, Jason, is there an upcoming movie coming out that you're pretty excited for? Get people hyped that movies still exist. Uh, buddy, you better believe it. It's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a film that uh, is quite uh, Orwellian in nature. and in Hey, we talked about Mank. Yeah, or, we did talk about already. Mank. I don't know. Not Orson <laughs> Wellesian. <laughs> You fucking idiots. <laughs> oh, I don't really just call him or apostrophe well. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what I do. As or well. apostrophe well apostrophe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Which then looks like someone just wrote or and then like a, a whatever the quote <laughs> yeah. is where you only use one apostrophe. I don't know what the purpose is of when you only use the apostrophes instead of the quotation. So when, you, when you make a quote inside of a quote. Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm not wrong. Right? I think there's another. I yes, but I think there's another application for it, and I don't know what it is. Anyway, it's when uh, you're making your name a Jedi name is basically the main right. use for it. That's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's 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 Orwellian in title, and it's um um glorious in in production. I don't know. It's Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that movie looks good. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's a big movie and it's coming coming to <laughs> HBO Max in like uh, three weeks, two weeks. I don't know when you're listening. I'm going to watch this. it on my fucking Apple Watch. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Hell yeah, bud. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll watch I don't it know on why my TV. <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> um, hey, Mark, what are you excited about? Um, I am excited for... I'm scrolling through this list you sent us. Um, I can ex- go. Uh, oh, I, there you hey, go. fuck you. I'm hey. excited for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. It's Chadwick Boseman's oh, yeah. uh, final performance. Yep. Uh, it's an adaptation of an August Wilson play. I'm very excited for it. Looks pretty good. I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to Pixar's Soul coming straight to Disney Plus. Um, uh huh. Between that and Wonder Woman 1984, 
We just might have the death of movie theaters. We may have killed movie wow, theaters. Wow, Chad, why do you think that the death of movie theaters is so funny? <laughs> it's so really fucked up. You and <laughs> Cody cannot stop laughing at the fact that movie theaters are going to die. Jason, that you once pretend again, to be passionate about. So Jason once again changed his Zoom background to uh, what appears to be an inflatable ass or something. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fake ass. It's very good. It's an ass you put on over your ass as a joke. It's a good joke. It's a good, zoom it's a back good joke. Yeah, it's you know, it's let's see. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. Like Jason for, is now, now putting his finger in the ass. Maybe yeah, I'll finally start releasing some videos. Yeah, I, I yeah, I guess now is the time. Um, Cody, what are you? What are you? What are you, uh, what are you looking forward to? I am looking forward to another animated film uh, that is premiering on Apple TV Plus, but it did premiere in theaters first. And people are saying it's the best animated movie of the year. It is called Wolf Walkers. It's made oh. by the same people who made Secret Life of Kells, um, some other movies. Um, and people say it's like incredible. So I'm really excited to watch that. The animation looks pretty gorgeous. It's a uh, 2D style. Um, yeah, looks really good. Uh, yeah, there's also, I mean, there's a lot of movies coming out in this next little bit. We got George Clooney going to space. We've got um, what is uh, that one called? The Midnight Sky. That's right. Yeah, looks good. Or uh, we've got yeah, we've got Regina King's directorial debut with One Night in Miami. Uh, we also got... have, uh, I guess, their TV, so we don't really talk about it. But uh, two more episodes of Small Acts. So a show that I will continue to shout about until one of my friends watches one episode. It's so long. God. It is so long. There are episodes that are 70 minutes long. That See, is I, a Netflix a show movie. length. Nope. I, I I think I'm only watching TV that's 30 minutes or less from now on. Okay. Well, or 40 minutes or less. I don't know. Small Axe is fantastic. Yeah, I, I believe I you. will only be watching the film 30 Minutes or Less starring <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg and Aziz Ansari. Who is the other guy in that? I think he's in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've also got Minari coming out. I don't know when that will actually um, come to where we can watch it, but I'm anticipating that movie quite a lot. You've got um, um, what's his name? His name has completely slipped my brain. Glenn. Glenn from Walking Dead. And he's a great actor. Don't know why his name has slipped. No one is helping me. Well, now I can't Stephen think Young. of his name. I said Glenn. That, it's Stephen Yun. <laughs> Stephen Yun. Thank you. I think you should leave Stephen Yun. Yes. Um, Invincible Stephen Yun, uh, which oh, I'm excited about yeah, that show. My, that uh, movie came out in like 2006. I need to watch it because I'm watching every Disney movie hey, Mark ever made. Wahlberg, and I you're can't not going to be able to football. Hey, you I can play football old, all Mark I want. Wahlberg. Hey, Mark. you can go to hell. I'm no, I fucking old. Football. It, you, oh. you won't even be able to play football. I went this, to the tryouts. Mud, I'm on fans mud around all these cars. <laughs> you think you're gonna play for the Philadelphia Eagles? That's the Mark, team, you right? Better, you're fucking yeah, kidding Philadelphia yourself. <laughs> I don't know what accent this is anymore. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, did you know Vince Papali, the subject of the movie Invincible, uh, like basically did not play any football? Like yeah. he played. He he was on the Eagles. He, that yeah. story is true, but he was not a success story. He was he on the Eagles like, like half a season and played two snaps. Yeah, they have and, him like. Score and that a Eagles team was like absolutely horrible. Play. Yeah, it's yeah. the worst Eagles team there's ever been. And that's saying something. Um, now it's getting into sports. I'm getting scared. People are gonna ask me questions. Can I hey, really uh, describe the rules of baseball like in detail? Easy. 
there's a pitcher <laughs> and he throws the ball and the batter hits it. I played baseball. I've played every sport once. Um, Have you played cricket? Not professionally. I got him. I got him. <laughs> Fucking got him. <laughs> I played every American sport. Uh, Methinks you've left out Quidditch in your uh, sports list. All right, so we really need to end this show. Wait, I'm on, trying no. to think of a way to dismount. I do have a real quick uh, PSA since I'm I'm on a podcast about movies, which is something I'm never uh, doing in my life. See, right. Chad and Mark still have PS4s. I don't know how you got the PSA. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. Um. Uh. I. What I wanna. What I wanna say here is. Uh. And I know this is like people have said this but i i need it to be heard as widely as possible if anyone ever mentions the movie die hard in the same sentence as christmas ever fucking again i swear to god i will do something horrible to myself on the internet uh and like not in a fun way i promise it won't be in a fun are are you saying like you you don't want the conversation at all you don't even want people to say it's not a christmas movie you just don't want it talked about this discourse is the worst fucking thing in the history of the internet i hate it so much it's a movie that's got christmas it's a christmas movie i don't fucking care just so no so jason would you qualify kiss kiss bang bang as a christmas movie because in the past oh two hours we have not mentioned christmas once even though this is ostensibly our christmas episode yeah it's our holiday special. i <laughs> Look, honestly I forgot the holidays. that it was... i was raised in christianity uh yeah sure, real. Fuck it. it's a christmas movie. mormonism it's more specific than that it's mormonism <laughs> but it is christianity they believe yeah in yeah but it, it, you gotta be more they just specific. believe that jesus did more they believe that jesus had like yeah, a, done a few, yeah that's why they sequel. call it the full name of the religion is jesus did more man yeah <laughs> jesus exactly Oh God! Yeah, um, this so, has been the show. Anyway, so, just so everyone listening, stop talking about Die Hard being a Christmas. Movie. Okay, so we can. That means we can focus all of our energies about whether Nightmare Before Christmas is a Halloween or a Christmas film. Uh, oh. God, here's the thing: I forget my take on that movie sometimes. People split. will bring it up to me, and I get mad, and then I'm like, I forgot what my opinion is. You split the difference, and you watch it on Thanksgiving. Absolutely. You watch most Christmas movies starting on Thanksgiving. That's when you release them because then it has legs because no Christmas movie will make any money after December 25th. So you release it in November. Anyway, what Christmas movie had the most legs is a Christmas story uh, because of the lamp. Yep. Fascinating. That's a good bit. I would have have said movies released on Christmas don't make money is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm sorry. No, they don't. I'm saying it the day after Christmas. They stop making money once Christmas is over. That's the box office trend. The Christmas movies. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes, 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 Yeah. Greatest Showman had legs for for Greatest Showman made a fuck ton of money. Yes. Christmas is a good thing to open, but if it is a movie themed around Christmas, you open it in November so people get in the holiday spirit. That's what I was saying. Um, okay, let's dismount. Um, thanks everybody for listening, and I hope you all remember um, that I have something to say to you, and that is, thanks for coming. Please stay for the end credits. If you're wondering who the best boy is, it's somebody's nephew. Um, don't forget to validate your parking, and to all you good people in the mid- Midwest, sorry we said fuck so much.
On the next episode of Best Pictures, we will be discussing, we will be starting 2008 and trying to figure out what the best movie of that year is. And we are starting out in outer space, as we tend to do in this podcast, where we've weirdly covered a lot of movies set in outer space, um, picked by me. And I'm doing it again because we are talking about Wally. Um, it is streaming on Disney Plus for your enjoyment.